Hello and welcome to Inside Modular, the podcast of commercial modular construction brought to you by the Modular Building Institute. Welcome everyone. My name is John McMullen. I'm the marketing director here at MBI. Today I'm talking with Carson Holmquist, CEO at Stream Logistics. Carson is here to talk about the evolution of Stream Logistics and what the industry can look forward to in the months ahead. Carson, thanks for being here. John, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Great to speak with you again. So for anyone who may not have heard uh, our previous conversation, we had one about a year ago. Tell me about yourself and, and catch me up on what's going on with uh, Stream Logistics. Yeah. So um, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Stream Logistics, and we've been around for about 11 years and we've had a, a couple distinct evolutions. Um, and one of which that, that I'm excited to talk about today is the launch of a new division of Stream Logistics that's solely dedicated to transporting mods, pods, and panels for the offsite construction industry, which is called Stream Modular. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk about some details there, but um, as a company, we've always been focused on working on the, the most difficult shipments in the industry. We've always been gravitated towards problem solving and making sure that the companies we work with have bigger and brighter futures and we want to be a part of that. So that's kind of how we found the modular industry. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about what we're doing um, hopefully later in the conversation. Very good. I remember uh, previously you used the term high stakes freight. I like right. that rolls off the tongue nicely. So uh, tell me sort of how that uh, philosophy came about and, and how you've uh, how it's sort of run its course to your business over the past 11 years. Yeah, so in, in transportation and, and probably more generally in, in almost any industry, there's kind of two macro approaches to, to business. It's either find the things that are less complicated and figure out how to scale them and make them more cost efficient, or you, you work on the difficult things and try to create better solutions for those, right? And my business partner, Chad, and I have always been gravitated towards the, the latter, which is find those difficult problems, pour a lot of energy into it, and try to create some stability around things that are uh, naturally unstable, right? And less predictable. Uh, so that's how we discovered this concept that we call high stakes freight. So these are shipments that have to go right because there's a lot on the line. Mm -hmm. Whether it's financial uh, ramifications for being late or there's reputational damage for not being able to pull a, a project together properly. And we love the pressure of that, but also the room for us to create new solutions. We, we, we just get really excited about that process. So we've committed ourselves and in, in, in our, uh, our team and our energy and our focus all to solving the most difficult things, which we call high stakes freight as um, compared to what we call routine freight. That's just dock to dock and um, easier and easier on an individual shipment level. But the game there is about scale. We're playing a different game, which is about mm -hmm. creativity and problem solving. Can you talk about maybe some specific challenges that you've encountered with modular construction projects in the past? Are they uh, maybe unique to projects or do you see them throughout projects? You know, uh, maybe some specifics on, on, on some of those more difficult challenges that you've faced. Yeah. The reason why we gravitated towards modular, the world of modular, which, which we, uh, you know, think about as a term of art. So it includes panelized construction, pods, modules, um, is it, it's a perfect example, an environment of high stakes freight where we have to be on time because there's a set, there's a set crew waiting, right? So if there's idle labor there, it's very expensive. It throws the whole um, product, uh, production and, and construction schedule off. And we really love that about 
the modular industry. So the challenges we're, we're constantly trying to solve are, are, are really the two main topics we run into a lot is speed. So how can we do this efficiently and quickly to capture the primary benefit of offsite construction, which is speed to occupancy, right? There's a lot of benefits, but that's the primary mm -hmm. one. Right. And the second thing that we always have to think about is, is, is overcoming constraints. So whether that's space constraints um, at storing modules at a factory, the constraints of a staging yard, of, of ingress and egress to a project site. So it's like, there's always some element of constraints and sometimes they look different from project to project, but there are overlapping themes where we have to be creative on how do we overcome these constraints to make sure we're super reliable on getting the modules or the components to the job site on time, but also we're very efficient doing it. So we're, we're, we're keeping budget in mind. So that's what really drew us to the modular industry. And it's, it's a perfect example of what we call high stakes freight. So you've been in the modular industry for a while. You've found success. Uh, you've been doing a good job and you are introducing stream modular. So tell me about that decision, how, uh, how, and why, and what, where, and when all the, all the, yeah. So over the last, it's about, been about three and a half years since we really encountered this industry and started to fall in love with it. And these type of projects, these, these projects really demanded the best within ourselves. So it challenged our team to continue to get better. Um, we also saw that this industry is craving better solutions. It really requires better transport solutions to get the most out of the concept of offsite construction. Um, so we've been investing a lot of time and attention thinking about this industry, but at stream logistics, we also serve other industries. So we, we were getting these great experiences in the modular industry, but that experience was fragmented amongst a lot of team members. Um, so the, the decision to launch stream modular is all about specialization. So we're taking some incredible team members from stream logistics. We're putting them over at stream modular and they are only working on transport for mods, pods, and panels. So their entire day is steeped in this world. So we're learning much faster there's faster iteration cycles for the development of our solutions and at the end of the day the whole concept we think about is density of repetition so it's like our team members are just getting repetition after repetition of designing project solutions implementing them managing projects and um we're learning very quickly so that was the decision where it's like specialization is going to get us to a place where we can help the industry even faster and and, and even more effectively so tell me about the, the scope of, of Stream Modular. Are you guys serving all the same areas as Stream Logistics did, or is it different or smaller? Are you growing? Yeah, so we're definitely going to be growing in, in the sense of our investment in the industry. Um, our footprint is still going to be, you know, primarily the U.S., but we are transporting in and out of Canada and starting to ship out of Mexico as well. There's several factories popping up in Mexico, so transport across that border is important as well. Mm -hmm. So it's... Um, we're not bound geographically. Um, it's more about where the factories, how do they need help? And then we'll create solutions around them and their market and building okay. a net network of drivers that uh, allow us to serve both the peaks uh, of, of demand. So when, when projects are, are booming and making sure that we have the flexibility to scale down as they have their roles to make sure that everything's going to be cost effective. Very good. And you guys, I believe, are exhibiting at uh, upcoming World of Modular. Um, what can attendees expect to hear from you to see at your booth? Um, what, what can they look forward to in general from stream? 
Um, yes, you're correct. We are we are exhibiting. We're very excited about that opportunity. We were there last year as well, um, and it's a great opportunity for us to connect with pretty much all the major players in the industry, which is really exciting for us. Um, one thing that we've got a lot of positive feedback on is we just launched uh, what we're calling Factory Carrier Pool, and it's a it's a pool of hydraulic carriers. These very specialized trailers for the modular industry. And we're in the process of building the largest fleet in the industry of these specialized trailers. And we've already garnered a ton of interest, had, had a lot of um, project scoping calls around the utility and use of these trailers. And I think that's going to be a really big topic amongst, um, uh, amongst the people in the room or at World Modular. Uh, hopefully they can come to our booth, talk to us about that, among other things. But that's a big commitment we're making we've seen a high demand for these trailer capabilities where essentially the trailer can load and unload a module off of cribbing on and off of cribbing. It's very fast. It's effective. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't put a lot of torsional forces on the module too. So it's a gentle process, but there's far more demand for these trailers than there are supplied today. Mm -hmm. So essentially if we wanted to help out and source some of these trailers for factory a, we'd have to pull them from factory B or C and that's not really helping the industry as a whole. So we knew to solve that problem, we're going to have to make a massive investment in building a fleet of these trailers and pairing that with skilled drivers who can actually haul them uh, safely and effectively. So that's one of the biggest commitments we're making this year. And that's a topic where we've got a lot of interest. I imagine at world of modular, that's going to be our main theme that we're talking about. Very exciting. Very exciting. So What's the process for making these trailers? You said there isn't enough supply. Everyone wants to use them. Why are they more difficult to make? Are they more more expensive? Are they more complicated? What's the what's the issue? Um, yes, all the above. More all the above. <laughs> more difficult to build. Um, just more complicated. It's it's not rocket science, but um, there's more that goes into it. They're far more expensive. I think that's the primary hurdle. Mm -hmm. Is let, let's say a factory wants to partner with trucking companies um, and they want these trailers. Well, it's a massive commitment for a trucking company to go buy a fleet big enough to service uh, any large scale factory. And a lot of them just haven't been willing to make that investment. So we've heard a lot of factories having to buy their own hydraulic carriers and then hire a trucking company just to do power only, just basically pulling around their trailers. So these factories are forced to use their, their credit or their cash to go buy assets to help their business um, achieve the goals that they want to achieve. They have they have a lot better uses for that cash or that credit. I know they do, right? Like they're in growth mode, a lot of these factories. So mm -hmm. we wanted to take the pressure off of them, make that long-term bet that, hey, these these financial investments we're making are going to help accelerate the industry, help factories reach their highest potential. And in turn, obviously that's gonna be good for our business. So it's a it's a bet we're comfortable making because of all these conversations we've had. And we know the demand is out there. And the early conversations we've had since we started building out this carrier pool is is really proving out the concept. We we know it's in high demand. Excellent. Excellent. And you'll have to forgive me. I know very little about trailers. Um I've seen pictures of, you know, modules, they're on a flatbed, they're going down yeah. the highway or wherever. What makes these so much better than a, a flatbed that you would just, you know, put a put a module on and crane it off? The first thing is they're built specifically to haul modules, right? Okay. All the little nuances and details have modules in mind, right? So for example, they have outriggers, which are bars that essentially telescope out to add the trait for trailer width. So if you have a 16 foot wide module sitting mm -hmm. on an eight and a half foot trailer, it's not, it's not nearly as stable as if you put these outriggers on that extend to 16 feet, right? 
They also have the ability to extend the length to accommodate longer modules. Our particular trailers, uh, the first wave of the trailers that we're building um, extend out to 70 feet, for example. Um, but the primary functionality that, that makes it particularly useful for modular is this self-loading and unloading capability. So imagine the deck of the trailer has the ability to rise and lower, allowing a, a driver to essentially back underneath a module that's sitting up on cribbing, Mm -hmm. lift the trailer up and which gently um, essentially loads the module onto the trailer. Then we can move the cribbing out of the way, drop the trailer back down to riding height, strap the module on and it's ready to go. So there's no crane, there's no loading equipment. It doesn't even require um, any support or labor from the factory workers. It's the, dri the driver can do all this himself, right? Then that module can be transported to a staging yard and the reverse can happen where we might be st uh, staging dozens or potentially hundreds of modules in, in an empty lot. And a lot of those lots don't have any type of lifting equipment. So the ability for the driver to do the reverse, which is basically back, back into position, set up some cribbing, drop the module onto the cribbing and then pull out. So essentially self unloading, um, that's a huge efficiency benefit and a reduced cost because the factories don't have to set up lifting equipment cranes or or, or, or some other type of uh, way to load and unload the modules. So it's an efficiency play. It's a cost savings play. Um, and the factories that have committed to this set of operations absolutely fall in love with it. They don't want to do anything else, right? There's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of work around. So if, if they built their operations around having access to these trailers and then they don't have them, it's a huge bottleneck that really cuts into the benefits of modular construction, which is you know, one of the biggest ones is speed occupancy. So if they're late on their deliveries, you're carving into that that benefit that they sold the the developer, the GC on, right? So that's why this is really important for the industry. Um, but it's, it's one of many investments we're making, but I think it's going to be one of the most impactful things we do here in 2023. That's very exciting. And thank you for the detail. I've, I feel educated. <laughs> um, so I, I, I brought up uh, uh, World of Modular before. I was wondering if you could uh, maybe help me out as a previous attendee. Um, what can you tell us about your previous experience at World of Modular that might help a prospective attendee who's never been before uh, make the jump and 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 register for for the show? Yeah, I, I think once you go to World of Modular, the more appropriate question is why wouldn't you go? <laughs> but uh, but to more directly answer your question, it's it's a place where the industry gathers. It's some mm -hmm. of the brightest minds, the people most committed to solving um, these challenges or, or best utilizing the concepts of offsite construction. It's a room full of innovators. It's very exciting to be around. Um, it's just a unique place where everyone gathers in one spot. So if you are committed to the industry or interested in the industry, there's no other opportunity like this to get in the room with, with others who are trying to do the same thing. Um, it's invaluable to us. So we're, we love we love this time of year um, where we can start like right now we're already setting up meetings um, we're, we're looking at the attendees we know who we want to talk to and we're making a lot of investments and in sending the team out there to make sure that we can connect with everyone who who, who wants to connect with us and 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 vice versa so we, we love uh, world of modular and most of the industry does as well well that was a fantastic answer thank you very much um, what is next for you? And stream modular. I know you're you're making this big uh, investment, and 2023 is going to be very exciting for you. Is there a timeline in place for when you're going to start expanding your fleet of these trailers? Are you going to have some by the end of the year? 
Is it 2024? Is there a general timeline you can give us? Yeah, yeah. So with regard to the trailers, um, we'll have our first order um, in delivery, which will be six hydraulic trailers sometime in April, mid to late. Okay. And we have the the goal is to have 24 by the end of the year. So they're just going to continually being built um, in waves of six because that's the capacity um, in which we could build them. And beyond that, we I would imagine that that a similar pace to continue going into 2024 based off the demand we're seeing. We're also making commitments um, to to make investments in other areas. Like uh, we're working on an API uh, integration with Modicore. The, okay. Yep. The the, the uh, factory operating system software, right? Mm-hmm. And the goal there is to make sure that anyone using that software to run their factory operations can also get all the important transport data that they need into their into their core system. So we could do API tracking details, shipment confirmations, and even um, documentation such as uh, signed proof of deliveries and even pictures so that we can close that loop cycle within Modicore. And we're going to take that same concept to the other factory operating system softwares and try to do that. Um, that's another investment we're making. But we'll be announcing over the next few weeks some other things we're working on to make sure that factories can operate at their highest potential. That's, that's, that's our goal. Our mission is to help accelerate the adoption of modular construction. So we know we have a lot of work to do there to help the factories um, remove obstacles to doing what they want to do. So there's more to come there. Um, but yeah, in terms of the trailers, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have meaningful uh, capacity being built by the end of the year. Awesome. Awesome. And it sounds like you guys are really taking a look at uh, everything on, on a holistic level, you know, really where you can fill gaps and, and uh, provide service. And I think that's awesome. What, um, if you could, if you could identify one thing um, that you'd like other modular project stakeholders to know about the the importance of logistics, what, what would it be? I think the factories that are doing it really well um, take the process really seriously, meaning they see value to be extracted out of the logistics process. So they're thinking about it earlier in the project cycle. Um, they're at, they're asking their partners to be creative and, co- and like co-create solutions uh, to be more efficient, more cost-effective. And, and I think that that pays dividends when the project um, actually starts. So they, they see projects run smoother. They're more, they're more efficient. Uh, you know, allows set crews to set more modules a day because everything's more organized. So I think if, if you're a factory looking to gain some efficiencies, a good place to look is logistics. And, mm-hmm. and a good place to start there is to start having conversations earlier and try to work with companies that are dedicated to this industry. If you're working with a trunking company that does all sorts of freight, right, their attention is going to be fragmented. They're not going to be looking for solutions as vigorously as other companies. Um, so I, th- I think those are good places to start. Well, very good. Um, I've got one last question for you, and, I, and I've asked this of uh, manufacturers and designers, um, but I think it, it, you might be able to provide a different perspective, which which I'm looking forward to. What do you think the next three to five years will be like for uh, modular construction, I guess, in particular for logistics, but f- for the industry at large, are, are we uh, are we in the brink of something new and exciting? Are we seeing uh, you know, step-by-step um, improvements in, in things? Or are we on the verge of something big? I, th- I think we're on the verge of something big if we can pull off um, 
if we can pull something off specifically. So there's a few groups of people and some really impressive individuals who are, are actively trying to work on getting some sort of nationalized building code for modular, right? Mm -hmm. so, we can, so these factories can start doing closed wall, closed wall um, manufacturing. They can start building the same product um, with you know higher replication and capture the efficiencies that frankly, a lot of other countries already have, right? And I think if that happens, it's gonna, I think the industry has potential to explode where, where we could really capture the efficiencies on the industrialized construction front. So like making factories run like manufacturing factories, right? I think right now the factories are um, a little handicapped by the fact that they can't build the same thing over and over because of code in a lot of instances. Mm -hmm. So I, I, th I think that's big. Um, the individuals who I've spoken to are work, who are working on are very optimistic of, of, of that happening sometime in the near future. That's really exciting. Um, I don't know all the details of what it's gonna take to pull that off, but I, I, I can understand the resulting um, effect it could have on the industry. And our goal is to be prepare, prepared for something like that. So it's starting to build the infrastructure so that um, these factories, when they do take off or when new factories come online, we have systems to support as many of them as we can. Very good. Well, I know that is going to be a, a huge discussion within the industry. I know MBI is gonna be, uh, play a big part in that. So we'll have to see how that turns out, but uh, there's definitely there's definitely potential there. Yes. Uh, we'll just have to, we'll have to see where that goes. But. Um, uh, thank you, Carson, very much for your time. It's great to talk to you as always. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing you in Las Vegas in about a month. Yes, yeah, same. We really appreciate the time uh, and allowing us to talk about Stream Modular. I'm excited to see you and excited to see everyone else at World of Modular. It's going to be fun. My name is John McMullen, and this has been another episode of Inside Modular, the podcast of commercial modular construction. Until next time.